Welcome back to Improv on Tape, episode 103. Can you believe it? We're three in already? That's crazy. When this episode finishes, we will be officially halfway done with our season. And that is really sad. And I'm sorry to bring us down, but that's the reality. Things have to end so we can make more. And that's kind of exciting all on its own. As always, we are Improv on Tape, a show that takes your favorite stories and turns them on their head. It takes them places that you never thought they could go. The way the show works is that I'm a narrator. I set the stage, push the story forward, and our actors take it from there, creating something new and exciting that you've never heard before on a story you used to be familiar with. Think of me as a host, kind of referee, game master type person, just there to kind of keep things on track to make sure that the plot pushes forward a little bit. For this first season, we're doing Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and we're excited to keep the story moving. So without further ado, here is episode 103. Sit back, relax, turn up the volume on your, you have i. do people have iPods anymore? I don't know. If you have an iPod, an iPod shuffle, a touch, uh, a classic one with a little circly dialy thing, that's cool. Push your headphones in your ear holes, and here we go. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Previously on Improv on Tape. Uh, so Harry Potter learns that uh, he is a wizard, and he learned that his parents were killed in a drive-by, or it's something with a car by an evil wizard carved a scar into his head, and he had to apologize to the Dursleys, but he ran away. And then he uh, met Ron at the uh, train station. And it's like, he, he's sort of like, um, sort of neutral to Ron. And then he met Hermione in the train, and somebody had shit on their face. And we met Draco. And Draco was, was not very um, nice. And we're on the boat to Hogwarts, and Harry was giving like um, some poetry. And uh, he's growing, the poetry's growing, and hopefully there's some poetry classes at Hogwarts. Chapter 7 The new students are greeted at the castle door by Professor McGonagall. She explains why Hogwarts students are separated into one of four residencies known as houses. First years? Students and first years, come in this way. Listen, there are four houses here, okay? Now, the most attractive, go into Gryffindor. The most slimy, go into Slytherin. Yes. The sweetest and the most round, go into Hufflepuff. Round. And, of course, the most well-read, and the people who own the most dictionaries, go into Ravenclaw. Wow, Hermione, that, that's it's probably you, Hermione right? Sure, that, you're yeah. definitely Ravenclaw. Yeah. You have dictionaries. It, it, she, it's literally you. As Harry, Ron, and Hermione enter Hogwarts, a ghost appears in the hallway. Surprise! Oh, my God! Jeez. Hello, oh. and welcome to Hogwarts. Hmm. I am Sir Nearly Headless Nick, the oh. ghost of Gryffindor. You you are the ghost of Gryffindor? Like you I'm, were him? I'm sort of like a, a hamster or a class pet of some sort. A clamster? Yes, uh, every house has a ghost of their own. 
What's what's Slithendor's ghost? I think the the bloody Baron, maybe. Larry awesome. Baron. <laughs> yes, he was a jazz singer, Larry Baron. Wait, okay. what's what's Ravenclaw's ghost? Gratilda, a grizzle crunk. She was a rapper. Everyone does music except for me. And no. and, and Hufflepuff's Hufflepuff's ghost. Which what's the Hufflepuff's ghost? Him, Jim, and the Slinky Seven. It's a whole band. <laughs> they are led into the Great Hall, where the entire school waits for them. They see a pointy hat on a stool, and they try to figure out what it is. Well, it, it's like a pyramid or something over there, right? It's like kind a, of just looks like a hat. Am I wrong about that? Uh, I don't it's know. Like it's, like it's got, like, eyes-looking things. Hermione? I think you have to pleasure that hat in order to get sorted. Oh my God, oh, I can't go anywhere where you don't have to... Kind of like a sock, I guess. No! Professor yeah. McGonagall then explains how the sorting hat will work. Put the hat on your head, talk to it for a little, it'll crawl inside your mind, kind of like that one episode of Black Mirror. First up is Hermione Granger. Oh, I'm so excited. I want to be in the smarty boy house, in the smarty pants. Quiet. Give me the hat. Hey. Give it to me. Okay, okay. Let's figure this one out. Do, do, da, da. I've heard a murmur in your brain. Well, let me get in there real quick. A murmur? No. Oh, God, no. You aren't actually a dictionary girl at all. Let's all just put on for yes, show. Yes, I am. Yes, no, I, I have a yeah, tattoo you're trying to of impress. a dictionary. Who are you trying to impress with all these words? Mum, it seems. Your mum and your mum likes to fight with lions and lions. You're a Gryffindor! No! Finally, it is Harry Potter's turn to wear the hat. Okay. A long debate between Harry and the sorting hat occurs about which house he should go in. The sorting hat decides to debate in song. Sure does. Oh, God. Wow, this is quite involved. Harry Potter, I'm on your crown. And I'm trying to figure out which hall and which town to put you in, boy. Don't frown, Harry. Don't get down. Tell me, Harry, which town, which place would you like to go? Uh, Grif- Gryffindor. No, Harry, no. I think you might be Slytherin. You've got this ache in your heart and it cuts like a pin deep in my soul, Harry, my soul. Down and abound. Tell me now, Harry, again, which town? Town. Gryffindor. I no! Definitely... Harry, no! I think that you got it wrong, boy. There's something dark and hidden in your soul. In your soul. It haunts you from your past. It killed your parents' past. And it draws you in, Harry. It draws you deep into its darkened jaws. So where do you want to go? Definitely Gryffindor. Harry Potter. Gryffindor it is. You finally won, my boy. (laughs) Don't you understand? It's your choice. 
all along. You get to choose, boy. You get to choose the evil or the good. So, Harry, be good. Be good, Harry. Be good. Harry, Ron, and Hermione celebrate for ending up in the same house together. I was really worried there, but I'm joining you. You were up there for a long time, man. He was doing a whole thing, really. It was a whole involved thing. And there was a search, not really it on my part. honestly crazy how that hat pulled out a guitar. Yeah, no, it, it was, it felt heavy on my head, but I, I withstood the song so that I, I could be with, with my Interesting choice friends. of words you said there. You said withstood, you know, that's weird. Because it sounds, I mean, I thought I was listening to it. And liked it. I thought, like, wow, I wish he had sung a song for me. But you used the word withstood as if it was a bad thing. I don't know, Harry. I yeah, no, like, I just, I mean. You the, kind the of seem was... ungrateful as a, you know, as somebody who comes from nothing and has never heard music before. But, you know, it's fine, I guess, whatever. Uh, the song was we'll nice, all grow. it was kind you know. of like about me and about this darkness inside me. And I was like, no, I've, I've made my mind. It's Gryffindor. Uh, right away, I said Well, that's Gryffindor. nice. That's a good thing, I suppose. I'm glad you're with us. All of the students sit down to a grand feast to begin the year. While eating, <clears throat> Harry is overwhelmed by the variety of luscious food. I cannot believe that this is what people meant when they said something savory. I'm like really tasting meat for the first time, perhaps in my life. I, I don't know that I've ever had. What, 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 what is this one called? That's mince pies. It's actually, it's not real, the meat. It's just bewitched to taste like meat. Are you trying to shit on the mince pie? I'm telling you, this is like the best thing I've ever had. No, in my, no, no. What, there are no, better things, though. That's all. That's all she's well, saying. Well, what's this one? What's this one? That right there is just a spoon. Harry, you're just pointing at a spoon. <laughs> okay, That's all silverware. right. silverware. <laughs> Suddenly, a student named Neville jumps up and to tell everyone how he survived a fall from a window. I fell out of a window. What? What? Was I talking before now? You kind of just, I don't know. Sorry, arrived. I dozed off. I think I might have been in a conversation an hour ago, fell asleep, popped back into it. It happens to me. Uh, my name's Neville. One time, uh, oh, it's the craziest thing. My grandmama, she held me out the window, kind of like uh, just to see the sun because I hadn't in a while and while I was out there, slipped out of my socks, uh, down to my britches, fell and found out, uh, well, that's when I was a wizard, you know, because I, I hit the concrete, boom, bounced back up, caught me. Right, and what house are you in, Neville? Maybe you slept through the ceremony. I'm, no, I think I was a Gryffindor. Uh, really? Great. Really? He's in our uh, house. Yeah, no, I'm with you guys, I think. And this is, uh, anybody else figure out their magic by bouncing off a of concrete? Harry, tuning him out, glances around the room and notices one of the teachers staring malevolent. malevolent. You got it, bud. <laughs> you got this, man. Harry. <laughs> Harry, tuning him out, glances around the room and notices one of the teachers staring malevolently. 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 Oh, 
and notices one of the teachers staring malevolently at him. Sorry, who is that man staring malevolently at me? The one with the greasy black hair? Harry immediately feels a sharp pain in his forehead, Scott. Ah! Oh, God, why? Would you bite into the spoon again? Harry finds out from Hermione that the man staring is Professor Snape and what he's all about. That's Professor Snape. What's he all about? (laughs) He's never showered. Okay, right. Listen, kind of neither have I, if I have to be honest with you. Well, no, I mean he's, like, never bathed. It is worse because he's older than you, so that's a longer amount of time to have not showered. Right, but you've kind of never showered either, Ron. I think he's in his 60s. Really, only you've showered, Hermione. Yeah, I don't shower either. You said that like it was a bad thing, Hermione. It is bad. Mm. Ronald, I was wondering what that smell was. Is that you? No, it is the shit. It's not me. Oh, the shit on your face. Exactly. (laughs) Right, can we go back to why he's staring daggers into my soul? This man. Right. That is I think he's jealous. He's jealous of what? I haven't showered. Hermione, you're not making any sense. He keeps looking at your eyes as if he wants to, like... Get inside of you or something. Oh, no, not again. It's just like, can I go anywhere without this weird sensuality following me? It's like I call it as an 11-year-old boy. I promise I don't. After dessert, Albus Dumbledore, the head of Hogwarts, gets up to make his welcome speech. He explains why the students should avoid the Forbidden Forest and the third floor corridor on the right side of the school. Quiet down, you little shits. What the fuck is that smell? Are none of these children bathing? Can can we get like a a magical doormat on the front on the way in so they can wipe their feet? It smells like shit in here. Um, I am Elvis Dumbledore. I'm the headmaster here at Hogwarts, and I have some warnings to give to the first years. Firstly... Stay out of the Forbidden Forest, previously known as the Forest to the North. We had to rename it because too many children kept wandering in there and dying. (laughs) Secondly, do not go to the Third Story Corridor. Not to be mistaken with the Third Story Mezzanine or the Third Story (laughs) Promenade. If you happen to find yourself... On the third story corridor. Stay where you are. Don't move. Don't breathe. Stay still. Eventually someone will find you. Or you will die a peaceful, peaceful death. Enjoy your stay at Hogwarts. Suddenly, everyone starts singing the school song in unison. Not even by accident. We've only lost ten children in the past years. Chapter 8 
Harry and Ron and Hermione attend the first class, Transfiguration, where students are taught how to turn one thing into another. Wow. Class. Welcome, students. This is Transfiguration, where you will learn the near-useless act of turning one thing into another. Now, if you look in front of you, you will see one single Crayola marker. I want you to turn this Crayola marker into a bag of lotion. A bag of lotion? Everyone, repeat after me. Transfig. Transfig. And dig. And and dig. Only Hermione is able to make any progress. Transfig and dig. See, I've got a bag of lotion right here. I can use it on my dry legs immediately almost. Oh, my God. Um, Is there any way that you can give me some sort of private lesson the way you just did? Potter, listen, Potter. You're way too young for me. All right? So why don't you just hurry along? No, that's not what I meant. Not with the professor, Harry. No. During breakfast the first Friday, Harry's owl, Hedwig, who delivers mail, arrives with a tea invitation. Harry reads it aloud. Who are you? Is this mine? <laughs> Harry, that's your owl. This is my owl? Since yeah. when? Since well, when? It, well, it seems like right about now it's Do chosen you. Do we all get owls? Or this owl just kind of found me. Yeah. <coughs> all right. Oh, oh, hello. Oh, all right. I'll, I guess your name uh, is Hedwig, based on this collar. Thank what you, Hedwig. did you name it? <coughs> no, I didn't name it Hedwig. It's just it's named Hedwig. I don't know. Probably found me the way I'm... Listen, I'm new to this magical world thing, but it seems Hedwig has a a letter for me. Is that right, boy? All right, okay. Well, um, it seems, uh, dear Harry, dear, uh, you are invited to tea. Signed, your mysterious unadmirer. Oh, do you know who who that might be? No, I really don't. I've been waiting to find this out for so long. Harry, wait. The handwriting looks like giant's writing. Does it? Yeah, that's why each letter takes up one whole page, I bet. That's why the note is 20 pages long. Wow. (laughs) Harry realises that this letter must have come from Hagrid. It... You're right. It's Hagrid. It's Hagrid. Hagrid oh, it must my... be Hagrid. It it must be. Well, um, I'm off. Unless do you guys want to have some tea with uh, me and, and the giant man? Um, I don't know. Check the footnotes. Did yeah. it say anything about us? Um, you know what? Based on how all of this has been going, I'd really prefer it if you did come with me. Yeah. No. Of course, we can come. I'd well, love yeah, to be there. All right, Harry. We'll come. Harry brings only Ron with him to Hagrid's shack for tea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye! Thanks for the offer, Hermione. I just meant Ron. I have stuff to do. Bye. Kind of a boy's night out, if you will. Yeah. Harry and Ron are disconcerted by Hagrid's huge and fiercely looking dog, Fang. Hey! Oh, my God! Oh, you made it to school! Yes, and we barely made it past that thing. Do you mind? It's just a dog. Hey, Harry, how are you enjoying school? Sweet dog. Uh, it's nice so far. I yeah. don't really get class. I don't understand what I'm doing. 
I yeah. seem to have a lot of money and fame. Everyone knows who I am. Teachers are definitely coming on to me, but adults have been doing that my entire life. So yeah. all in all, net positive. Harry, that's the grifter life, mate. You just sort of go what? with the flow, okay? Oh, okay. Fake right. it till you make it. Seems like good advice. Uh, okay. Yeah. What am I doing here, Hagrid? Harry then tells Hagrid how he thinks Snape may have it out for him. Hagrid tells Harry why he thinks Snape is treating Harry so poorly. Why does he hate me? Oh. Oh, because no one ever told you. Hagrid, just assume that I don't know anything and no one ever told me anything. Because right. that would be true. Right, okay, yeah, I'm gonna add it to the list. Okay, uh, well, he sort of had a thing for your dad. <clears throat> oh, yep. really? Yep. He had a thing for dad. You know, it was very like, will they, won't they, but you know, will fighting they... and it's, right. uh, it's, uh, it's questionable. Well, will they, did won't they? they, what? Did they what? Did they? Did they what? Did they do the will they, won't they? You said will they, won't they. Was... Did they what they, did they will they, won't they? Uh, no, I think your father um, uh, w w w wasn't so keen. All right, so now he hates me because... Because you're a spitting image of your father. Really? Oh, so it's kind of like a will they, won't they with Harry and Snape. But what? you have your mother's thighs. <laughs> God. All yep. right. Yep. Large, you know. They're nice. Harry then notices an article from the wizard newspaper detailing a break-in that occurred at Gringotts. Harry realizes that it happened on his birthday, the day he and Hagrid went to Gringotts. What in the fuck is this? A break-in at Gringotts? My entire fortune is there. And, the, and we only took one bag, and you told me the security was tight. Clearly not. Yo, but what would that be like to be poor for so long and then and then rich for a day? And then <laughs> yeah, you know, poor again. Yeah, it's weird. It's mostly yeah. horrid for yeah. 11 years. Great for one day and now yeah. normal. So I don't know what else you need to know about that. What I'm asking is what happened here on my day of birth even? Well, uh, oh, um, I'm not really supposed to say nothing about that. So well, it's in the oh. newspaper. Well, you said you're it's not right supposed here. to say, like, you might know something? Is that what you're oh, saying? Oh, whoa, whoa, wrong! You've been so quiet, I didn't even realize... So, oh. sorry, yeah, no, I was just listening in. I was I was petting the dig. Hagrid, Dog. did this have anything to do with... You're right, Ron. Sorry, I forgot how to say the word. Dig. I did it again. I dig it again. Dog. Dig a dog. <laughs> I forgot it. It's big... Hag Hagrid... Hagrid. Well, I'm going to check the carbon monoxide uh, to make cool, sure we're yeah. safe. Right. Yep. Yep. Now, yeah, we're good. I'm just catching myself up to speed here. All right, just don't hurt yourself, Ron. People right. over here are trying to think. So, what well, I'm trying to figure are. out, Harry, you were rich, now you're poor, and then you were poor again? Yeah, we're past that. I'm right. not poor. I'm very rich. It's just all in one place. Cool. Now, Hagrid. Yep. Did this have anything to do with that little baggie? That well, you're not to... supposed to know about the What's thing about the baggy. Fred and George uh, do little baggy things and I, they get uh, real excited afterwards. It's supposed to be a secret. Harry leaves Hagrid's hut, his mind filled with questions. Nothing was answered. <laughs> Literally nothing was answered. What was that tea for? Like, I'm invited for tea, and what? The only thing we, we talked about was the paper that I found. He didn't even bring it up. 
So yeah. what was I doing there? You just want to talk about my thighs, I bet. My face, my father's yeah. face, my mother's thighs. You've got your mother's thighs, I'll say that. Oh, they have a power about them, they must. Uh, I'm confused now. Do you often get invites to men's huts? Chapter 9. In Quidditch class, the Gryffindors will have flying lessons with the Slytherins. Harry runs into Draco. Hello, Potter. How big's your wand now? Mine it's... grew another one-eighteenth of an inch. What? Why is your wand growing? My, I put it under my pillow every night, and my father told me that the wand fairy comes by, and he adds just a little sliver of a wand onto it every night. Does, is that that's, that's true, right? I true. don't know. It doesn't sound true. It sounds weird. Well, my daddy has been putting his wand under his bed every night his entire life, and now it's as big as a cane. He uses it to walk around. That's how big my wand's going to get, Potter. But I'm going to get a much bigger wand than him much sooner. And daddy told me that if it's not as big as his by the time I graduate, he'll take me in for a wand enlargement magic surgery. Madam Hooch leads the class, <laughs> gently sending the new flyers off the ground. Uh, oh, are we getting any? Oh, okay, whoa, I thought we were going to get some instructions. Congratulations, <laughs> children. You're in the air now, and uh, figure it out. Suddenly, Neville has an accident and breaks his wrist. Oh, jeez, oh, 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 not again, not again. Oh, Marissa. Neville leaves for the hospital. Malfoy notices a magic ball belonging to Neville, picks it up, and begins to fly around with it. Harry goes after Malfoy. Hey, that's not yours. That's not yours. Obviously, I picked it off of the ground. <laughs> I would never normally own something that's touched the ground. <laughs> Draco throws the ball in the air. Ha! No! Harry catches it spectacularly and lands safely back on the ground. Whoa! Harry, that was incredible! Just then, Professor McGonagall arrives, reprimanding Harry. Harry, what are you doing catching balls all over the place? Don't make this weird. I, I did something spectacular. Didn't you just see that? Come with me, Potter. Instead of punishing him... Professor McGonagall introduces him to Oliver Wood, captain of the Gryffindor Quidditch team. Harry, this is Oliver. He is basically the jock here at Hogwarts, and I want you to know him because, well, you're going to be on the same team together. Oh, what are you a Gryffindor, Oliver? No, Harry, I'm... I'm a Ravenclaw. He's a Ravenclaw and he's from America, so he's automatically hot, Oliver. Teach him how to play Quidditch. Of course, Profess. Thank you. Uh, what's up, bud? How you doing? Sounds like you got some nimble fingers. You're good on the broom. That's nice. Yeah, good, good frame. Oof, nice thighs. <laughs> Oliver stops, looks at Harry, and tells him a secret. I don't have any legs. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, Oliver, yeah, these what? are fake. You're oh. standing right in front of me. I know, it's magic. That's what's incredible about it. That's why I find myself so comfortable on a broom. It's easier to fly. And uh, when I was a kid, both of my legs were actually made out of broom sticks. So you could say I, I'm somewhat of a broom myself. Wow, you're kind of made for Quidditch. At dinner that night, Harry and Ron excitedly talk about the Quidditch team. 
Malfoy comes over with his cronies, Crab and Goyle, and teases Harry. Hey, Harry. I don't have a good one, Crab Goyle. Give me a good one. Give me a good zinger. Uh, uh, what's up with your uh, hair? <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's up with your hair, Potter? <laughs> yeah. uh, it's Get a bowl cut. Huh? Yes. It's a, it's a bowl cut. Yeah, you are the bowl. All right, he just accepted that right off the bat. Does anyone Sorry. have anything else? Goyle. Goyle, oh, do you have a good one? Good zing. Oh, I got one for him. There's a zinger coming your way, Potter. Okay, faster. You have big old thighs. Yes, you've got some big old thunder thighs there, Potter. I saw you gripping the the, the broom so tight when you were chasing me down. I was I was captivated. Yeah, you almost Sorry, snapped uh, the broom with your thighs, Potter. Okay, this yeah, is interesting. Not, this it's is not kind of got me onto the, Oh, it, it got me onto the Quidditch team actually. So yes, I'm glad you noticed. Draco, yes, well. That's nah. more than you got, Draco. You didn't That's... get on the Quidditch team, Draco. They did it. Tensions grow, and Malfoy challenges Harry to a wizard's duel. Yes, well, now that I've severely destroyed your soul and your inner mind, yeah, you I challenge it, you. Okay, Goyle, I need you yeah. to. I need you to remember what we talked about. Where I'm when I'm talking, you're when not. You're talking. Then you're not. When not. When I, not. Yes. What right about when I'm talking, Draco? Crab? Yeah, when he talks, do you talk too? <laughs> Crab, go well, on. When I talk, who talks for me? Okay, Nobody no. Uh, can talk for you, Goyle. I need you both oh, to stop talking. Hey, look, something's shiny. Look at the bow. Look at the bow. I'm so sorry about that. Um... The new. Right. Anyway, uh, okay. as I was saying, I challenge you to a wizard's duel. Harry accepts the duel, but for a later <laughs> time. We can do it later. Later yeah. time. Rain check? Mm, sure. Rain sure. check. Okay, I'll catch you on the flippity flop. Damn it. All right, goodbye. Damn it, I was going to be so cool. Harry, Ron, and Hermione start sneaking around Hogwarts later that night. The group catch Neville wandering around lost. They all arrive at the trophy room, the site of the duel, but Malfoy is nowhere to be found. Suddenly, they hear August Filch, the school caretaker, rambling to himself, as well as his cat, Mrs. Norris. I'm telling you, Mrs. Norris, I know what these new kids are up to today. I keep in touch. They're with their steaming dragons and their Cleveland steamers and their filching and and their docking and space docking. Don't think I don't know about the space docking. The children run away, not sure where they're going, and accidentally end up in the forbidden area on the third floor. Oh, shit. This is the third floor mezzanine. Oh, my God. The third. Oh, no. so we're fine. Yeah, this no, is the No, no, no. It's the third the floor balcony. They realize a large and scary three-headed dog is staring right at them. I think it's a third floor. Oh, my <gasps> God. Don't move Just a muscle. be quiet. No, no, no. I saw one of these. Back away. In Hagrid's one. Place. Back. Two. Two. Run. 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 Oh, sorry. Yeah, Run. no. I, I can make contact with him. I can do this. 
Fucking save Don't look at it. No, look at it. I know what to do here. Make yourself big. Make yourself big. Clap and exclaim your name. This is how you show fear and dominance. I am Ron Weasley. I am Ron Weasley. Ron, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. The children run away and manage to get back to the dorm safely. Hermione reprimands Harry and Ron. You two are absolutely trying to get yourselves killed. Me? I, I, I didn't confused. do anything. That was all wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I take the blame for that. I thought you, I got confused with mountain lions and what you do with you a bear. You guys are two of the dumbest, stupidest, gettest, stupidest, freakest, stupidest I've ever met. I thought you had a dictionary. You used stupid. Yeah, I thought well you were done. supposed to be in Ravenclaw, Marty. I'm scared. Hermione <laughs> points out to them that the dog was standing on a trap door, and it stirs her curiosity. Listen, do you yeah. two <clears throat> even understand parts of your brain that are seeing with your eyes? What? <laughs> it was standing on a trap door, you nimbuses. Okay, well, I'm never oh going back there ever God. again, so... Do you we left know Neville. a trap door... Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to Improv on Tape. Please like, share, and review on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. The show is co-created by Christopher Ninez, Eric Kimbleton, and myself, Mason Trueblood. Rounded out by a talented cast of actors, Sean Condy, Noah James, Eric Kimbleton, Christopher Ninez, Janet Parizo, Mason Trueblood, and Owen Virgin. Music done by the fabulous Cameron Chambers and the Cameron Chambers Philharmonic. If you liked us, you can find us on social media. We've got Twitter, it's at Improv on Tape. And we've got Instagram, it's at Improv on Tape show give us a follow there leave us a nice comment if you didn't like us we don't have social media we don't have twitter we've never heard of instagram please ignore us thanks for tuning in we love you guys see you next time